0: Well, welcome. We have a really, really special podcast today. Uh, We get to talk about pet squirrels and smoking billy goats. (laughs) But more importantly, we also get to talk about conflict, family trees, and how our backstory shapes us but does not define us. This is After the Message. Hello, good chaps. Wow.
1: Oh, my. Oh, Didn't wow. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Did not see that coming. Again, just want our
0: totally extravagant drunk. audience of podcast listeners
2: to know the difference between when we do it and Mike Hayden does it. That's right. That's true. You don't want anybody to be, I mean, like, it, they're going to find out pretty quickly that it wasn't Mike Hayden. Mike, but so right just, out of the gate. So they're like, <laughs> click, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check back next week. <laughs> It's no. uh, so, gonna be awesome, Neil. T- today, I love it when you host, I,
0: you know what? Well, I, as in private conversations, we've talked about this before, but you were actually supposed to host one time, and then I sabotaged it and took over the whole thing. Yes. So you may be hosting next week, or at least on paper, and then, but I not will, really. But not, not really.
2: really. No, nope. nope. I'm done. <laughs> I, I shan't ever post <laughs> host again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we have. Uh,
0: Main person in the room is Corey, easily Yes That's right Um, And then we also have Sean Someone back from ministry leave
1: Yes Mark
0: Evans and me Uh, Sean, two weeks away Ministry leave Uh,
1: Yeah, really good Um, Enjoyed some some time away Um, My parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary Which was really cool And um, we're going to talk about family history today So that plays Mm -hmm. into it But My mom and dad have been a really great example, both parenting, marriage, like just super. Um, And so it was kind of fun to celebrate that with them, that milestone. So got to go to the mountains with them and my brothers and their families. So we kind of all hung out for a week. And then we just kind of chilled at the house Mm -hmm. and uh, caught up on some things around there. Just kind of hung out as a family. It was good. good. It was good.
0: Favorite part for you?
1: Um, I think that. Uh, we all went on a hike. I, I just, I enjoy the outdoors. I think we all do. My whole family does. And so we went on, on a hike together, took lots of pictures, talked a lot. Like it was just, it was just good. It's probably the highlight of my other, other than I, I spent the day, my mom and dad can't do everything that all of our kids can do. So, uh, myself and my younger brother, uh, stayed with my mom and dad one day just to kind of do some things they wanted to do. And as a reward to ourselves, uh, he and I went to the yard, which mm. is the milkshake bar. Oh right? yeah. yeah, yeah, and and bought one of those really nice. That's that was pretty memorable so too. So are you saying
2: so, that spending a day with your parents? That's what I'm hearing. No, I'm talking about required the milks- you to I'm get about the milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> like. You, <No. laughs> I'm going Sounds like what you're saying is after a day with my parents, I deserve, I deserve a, a milkshake. milkshake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see how really you back that. out of the idea they can't do things like. I mean, they. You,
1: well, yeah, just,
2: you could have gone with a chose. Know, the rest they, of them were going to Dollywood, right?
1: That's right, they were. Yeah, so, that's, so
2: you did escape Dollywood in I the middle did of the summer. That's escape a escape,
1: Dollywood in the. That's a win, but but it was a pleasant weather. Oh, like we had two days that didn't get out of the seventies oh, up there. That's cool. Up. Then we came back to like here. this, just like right. here, not cool at all. Just
2: like here.
0: So, how many generations on this trip?
1: So on this trip are three generations. Okay. So my parents, myself, and my brothers, and then the grandkids. So, mm. so a lot of fun. So really good stuff.
0: Segway. Se- Segway. Oh, I missed it. Hey, so. One of the questions we asked in our life group, you know, we're going to be looking at Preston's sermon, which really he kicked off our July focus on healthy relationships, right? Um, and so Preston kicked off the idea of by using uh, Jesus's uh, genealogy. You okay, Mark? I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. I'm but really, a specific you. section of the family tree, right? Mm. And and kind of walk through that. I'm seeing. I think he said for him the main point was the idea that our, our family, our backstory, uh, shapes our mm-hmm. relationships but doesn't have to define or control Doesn't them. have to define us. That's yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, so with that being said, like looking at the way in which you've raised your sons and how your father raised you, Sean, mm-hmm. on this trip, like Preston made this comment. Let me say this first. He said we are the average of the five people mm-hmm. that we spend the most time with. Before I get to a serious question, <laughs> that's not serious. Is like, who are the five people who who, who, who do you look like? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Let's say it a different way. Who are the five voices in your life that
2: made the most impact? Well, there's there's currently, you know, just the guys that that I spend time with, right. Um, and that explains a lot, actually. I, it does. <laughs> um, that's why I'm as incredibly awesome as I am, because those five to ten guys are awesome. They're all awesome. okay. Yeah, that's where you're gonna go with. It. Yeah, that's where I'm okay. going. All right, <laughs> Sean, your turn. I got, I got out of yeah. there.
1: <laughs> no, I I do think though uh, that that's interesting because I think you have current circumstances, but I think overall, like if you look at your whole life, mm-hmm. there's there's some significant people that typically really shape us mm-hmm. and so if I look back through family history, I would say my grandfather on my mom's side and my dad probably are two my mother as well. I think mom was very um, very devout in just her her spiritual practices like what it looks like to abide in Christ mm-hmm. um, but just my grandfather, my dad, just great examples of what it means to be a man. Um, how to raise a family, how to father, how to how to be a great husband—like those, those two guys right there—just incredible mm. impact. Um, so I, I do think overall, like we have folks in our life, we have people in our life that go mm-hmm. throughout our life that really have, I think, significant or anchor, kind of anchor some places right. for us. Um,
2: it, it is interesting because I, I, when I was listening to Preston and then just thinking through it, it's it's not just habits. Mm, that's right. it's not just actions it it's it's a kind of a culture or a um yeah a climate for your home mm-hmm. that so much, I think, is passed down in how you operate in a in a family. And so what's funny, though, is your wife brings that, and you, you bring, bring that, that mm-hmm. and then it kind of meshes in. and that's right. what I see in my home, right. I see where Dara and I have my wife have morphed and shifted
1: mm-hmm.
2: to to build one culture in our home that's got little pieces of of each. Both. Yeah. Right. Things that we like. You know? Yeah. What's scary is that there's things that I don't like that I see in her and that she doesn't like that she sees in me that's probably subtle and sometimes unnoticed. And those are the traits that are sometimes carried mm-hmm. down that mean we sometimes miss those things or look over them, I think. And, and I think that's what Preston was saying yesterday. Sometimes it takes work. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of got to dig a little bit to recognize, Hey, you received some of this in your history and, and you're living this out. Um, and it might be blind spots for some of us. So I thought yesterday was really helpful if we'll do the work to press in. Yeah. Uh, I have a really sappy example. You guys know
0: me well, so know that I kind of I usually think in terms of pictures. And so as President is preaching this, I'm imagining a garden, mm-hmm. right? And what he's saying is, uh, as we're going to cultivate healthy relationships, it's not dissimilar than cultivating a garden where you need to have, you need to know what season you're in
1: mm-hmm.
0: in your relationships and in the garden. You need to know the nutrients or the ingredients that are necessary for health. And you got to know which tools to use. And I was thinking as he was talking, I was like, "Some of us got handed down some tools mm-hmm. that no longer work in the garden we're trying to to create." Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, you just got to learn. Hey, when you got a thumbs up from Corey. Cor- Corey's That's like it. shaking his. Yeah. Finger. Can, we just, uh, like, can we just stop it's a now? Sil- we're done. Silent yeah, we're amen. Done yeah. There. So, but like, we, Corey <laughs> doesn't <have> to, <laughs> give approval often. Let me just. <laughs> we have to. We have to exchange those tools and go. That no longer works, or it That's didn't right. work before but it's sure not working. Now i got to pick these other ones up and I'm not good with them yet, right? So mm-hmm. how did you That's guys good. learn in your marriage, in your example, like when did it become clear that you were, because I think that culture is a really good way to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. unspoken and spoken norms. When did you learn, uh-oh, wait.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, I think.
2: Because I've got an answer too, but I'm I'll let you I'm not sure first. you. i
1: I'm not sure you get there without conflict. Mm-hmm. Like we, we have this picture of like, Oh, let me just pick and choose and put it together and it's all gonna be great, right? Mm -hmm. Conflict is actually what brings about those things that you go, oh, something's not right here or something's not working. Mm -hmm. And so, how you work through that conflict now brings you to a point, hopefully, past it, that you kind of go, oh, we may need to, we may need to either learn how to use this tool. Or maybe this is a tool we need to put aside mm-hmm. that we, we don't need for, for this culture or the setting. Mm-hmm. And so we need to we need to pick up a different tool. Mm. And so so I think in the midst of conflict, and I I think um, for, for me, even as I do marriage counseling, as I think about my own marriage, a lot of those conflicts happen early on when we try to bring all of the traditions yeah. of our earlier family into our new family Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what that looks like. What what are the new practices? What are the new traditions? What are the new values that you're going to hold as a new family unit? And, and understanding that those are shaped by our past families, but don't necessarily have to be those same things. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so I think, and that all, that all comes out in conflict, I believe.
2: That's good. Well, in conflict is where, um, you react more as a response to what's already in there. Hmm. Um, that's when conflict will bring that out. It'll yeah. bring out what you really have going on inside. So I'm, I completely agree. And when I when I look at my family, and I might want to edit this out after I say it, because I'm going to try to get a little... <laughs> well, a this little, is the part, record it. This yeah. is the soundbite. <laughs> that's right. But he, here's what I have found. And, and, and y'all all know when we talk about history nobody's perfect right so right. when you talk about parents and grandparents and where you came from it's healthy to recognize um, areas that were mm-hmm. weak or not as strong or things that you got to guard in your own life well some of that doesn't become obvious in my own parenting until there's to your point conflict mm-hmm. so here's the here, here's where I grew up my um, my dad, my granddad was a pastor. Right. And so small town, Crystal Springs, pastor. Great man, love the Lord. One of the, you know, I, I I see so much in him that I've tried to, you know, follow. The downside, when you're small town country preacher, you're the center and always feel like you're always being watched. Well, that's gonna pass down to mm. my mom. That's gonna pass down to me. And I find myself looking at life through the lens of I'm on a stage, what are people saying about me? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So then, if I don't catch that, what am I gonna do when I parent? I'm gonna be more uptight about my kids' presentation than I am their heart. Mm. And so, although I can cognitively say, kids, what I'm really most interested in is you loving Jesus and your heart being tender and soft for him. In the moment when they act like a fool in public, all that ramps back up. And I try to clamp down on that because what I'm really looking at is, oh my gosh, they're embarrassing me. Mm -hmm. Everybody's watching them. Surely everybody thinks that Mark's a terrible parent because he can't control his kids. Right. And so that's one of those things where I look up toward where I came from and think, thank you, Jesus. But I also know that I picked mm-hmm. up some things that have shaped our culture and the way I raise my family that I've got to be pretty aware of. Yeah. So if
0: your grandfather was here mm-hmm. and you're having this conversation, do you think he ever would have intended for you to
2: feel that pressure with your kids? Um. OK, pressure, uh, the pressure to. No, absolutely not. So where, how do you guys think that actually gets passed along
0: the culture?
1: I wonder if it's more in perception than it is in reality. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we, we tend to perceive that and we then adopt that Mm -hmm. as the truth versus actually discussing it or talking about it. Um, I know. So here's a, kind of a game changer for me um, in raising my kids um, a few years back I believe it was um, believe it was Barnabas Piper right uh, that wrote the book a pastor's kid or yeah, pastors yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah um, so who's, which, so who's Barnabas Piper Barnabas, so son of John Piper okay. right and so um, so and, it, and it's also a past like in writing this book, really had a time in his life where he didn't see himself being a pastor, but then became a pastor himself. And so, but, but in, in reading that of understanding the pressure, I think that kids feel when their parents are in ministry, Mm -hmm. right. And being able to talk about that with them um, to actually, because they're going to have that perception. Absolutely, it was not. It's not intended, but they just have that perception. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do you engage conversations around that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's I, the hard part. I, I think it is engaging conversation, mm-hmm. but I think it's
2: also wise to recognize that sometimes your children are fairly perceptive, mm-hmm. and in some cases, it might be, hey. You're perceiving pressure that's not really there in some cases it might be, hey dad, you're demonstrating pressure and you may not be willing to admit it yeah <laughs> right yeah and I think I think sometimes I have felt okay mm-hmm. she's picking up cues from me that are probably more accurate yeah you know um, so I think it's both and sometimes it is a a perception that's not accurate and sometimes it might be more accurate than we want mm-hmm. to admit. Mm-hmm. In our in our life group, we built on the conversation
0: using what's called a genogram, which is kind of a fancy family tree mm.
2: um,
0: that a lot of social workers and counselors use. Um, it has a few little bells and whistles to it that helps you not just like know who is who and what order and all that kind of stuff, but um, where does health and unhealth live mm-hmm. in that. And so... I shared my genogram with our life group and um, the way in which I did it. And I think you because you can find different genograms out there. If you if you want to find one that's really good, I think uh, Peter Scazzaro has one on some of his emotionally healthy discipleship website. I think if you want more, I think they could probably email Mark Evans at mEvans at Broadmoor.org, yes, I think. Yes, please do. So, yeah, but, so there's some great stuff out there. But what when I shared my genogram with our life group, Um, it kind of boils down the conversation to then what do you learn about your style or your culture Mm -hmm. and personality and also leadership? And so for me, it's there was this thing that kind of you see over the long view where certain traumatic things um, happened that all got wrapped into sin and um, just not knowing how to... It was a heavy stuff, right? And so you see it affect how... One of my parents engages that, and it becomes this unspoken cultural thing, though, that sits mm-hmm. on how we deal with anger, for example, or trauma or loss. And so it becomes this thing that we don't really talk about, but it's like the the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. And so it, what it does is it kind of puts up walls or barriers, maybe to use Preston's words, or actually scripture's high places, mm-hmm. that that we go to or don't go to. And so it become these blind spots or these um, Mm. calluses, things that our family just works around. Right. And I think— We've adapted to— Our (laughs) children grow up in a culture that just has adapted. And so the whole family, like, walks with a limp on that issue. Mm. That's good. Until conflict arises. And now Mm -hmm. I have a decision. Am I going to—I like Preston's questions. We need to see how our relationships are shaped by our family of origin. Mm Mm-hmm then agree or decide what things we need to continue to build up in that's worth keeping or tear down. And that conflict puts it in a situation where we go either I'm single and I have a, a life decision to make in my relationships or I'm dating or I'm married or I'm having kids. But it is a – it's a moment where we go, oh, I have a choice to make. I either have to let go of that, intentionally like amputate it, get rid of it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or let's keep going that direction. hmm
2: right yeah and and that's not easy work i mean that that takes deep relationships with other people that you invite in your spouse has to be on the same yeah. page mm-hmm. um you, you've got to have people who who walk with you in that and i think that was what was honestly what was hard for me yes uh sunday was knowing that we're just skimming right across the top hmm. and to to preston and 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 to the point that's all we could do but the hope and the prayer is is that it stirred something in some folks mm-hmm. where you you step into a life group and you wrestle a little bit more but it, it's not a one and done like I, right. I hope this is something that that as believers we understand this is an ongoing thing that we deal with you know for our whole journey as disciples And and going back to what Neil suggested, I mean, if 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 this caused you to to stir up something inside and you're like, man, I I need to dig a little deeper on that. um, We do have some tools and resources that will Hmm. be helpful for you and um, and all the way to let's spend some time with a counselor. You know, we've got that. We've got small group settings. We've got these tools, um, you know, your genogram. All these things. Let, let's dig in, and 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 move toward health.
1: Hey, can we get back to the text? Yeah, do it. All right. Oh, Sean so, um, always wants to go back to school. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Second <laughs> Kings eighteen, and I, I think
0: Hezekiah. Where are you going?
1: Hezekiah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, in chapter eighteen of Second Kings, in verse five, it said, Hezekiah relied on the Lord God of Israel. Not one of the kings of Judah was like him, either before him or after him. And he remained faithful to the Lord and did not turn from following him, but kept the commands the Lord had commanded Moses. And, and here's here's, um, here's where I'm going with that. I think oftentimes in the whole idea of we must choose like, what's good? What are, the, what, are the, what are the good things that we want to build up? Mm. Where are the high places that we need to tear down? I think sometimes that's going to take us going, my reliance and my faithfulness has to be on the Lord even above mm. my family. Mm-hmm. And it, you had Hezekiah. The reason he was able to do that was not because he went, you know what? Uh, I'm going to carry on the practices of my dad or it wasn't even that Hezekiah went you know what I'm going to do things differently that's good he he relied on someone else other than his father and other than himself and so so it comes back to he wanted to abide and live by the things that the Lord God had commanded Israel and Moses hmm. so so it came back to this reliance on someone outside of the family. So it's not about betraying or leaving behind, or it's really about a reliance on God. Mm-hmm. So, so thinking about those high places, the things we need to build up, What what is it that the Lord has commanded us, given us that we go, hey, this is a great thing that my father did or my family did. And as I look at it and I compare it to what God has said, this mm-hmm. is a value or a quality or um a way to live that is in agreement and is going to uplift the gospel mm-hmm. and and hold, uphold the glory of God, I want to help my family walk in that. Mm-hmm. Like to me, there there's a shift. And Hezekiah's not just bent on not being like his dad and not or being like his dad. It's more so his his bent is, I want to rely and be faithful to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he holds he holds God In a very high position, even above family. That's good. So, Neil's thinking though.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm I'm thinking through, as you said that, the genealogy in Matthew Mm. and all the examples. When you look at that genealogy in Matthew 1, what are some of the stories that that you see that all over the place where people chose reliance upon God that stand out in that genealogy?
1: And even shifted maybe in a, a previous practice. Yeah. Like like mm-hmm. if we want to talk about Rahab since we that's been a recent one. You're talking about a woman who was a part of a pagan culture who had literally worshiped other gods. Um but there came there came a shift for her. Mm-hmm. Her 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 morality even was bent in the wrong direction. But there came a shift for her when she encountered the people of God and heard about who he was and the things that he accomplished among his people, she shifted. And, and it wasn't because, um, she wanted to adopt a new way of life. It was, she began to place faith and reliance on the one true God. Mm -hmm. Um, so just an incredible story and a, and a major shift, right? Um, you, you think about Abraham, I mean, like literally God God calling him to pick up and and leave and go to a new land, a new place, really launch off into a new relationship with him, walking with God wherever he would lead him. Did Abraham do it perfectly? No, but there was a commitment, there was a faith that was placed in the one true God. So, hmm. um I think you can just, you can keep digging inside of that genealogy. That's right. There's plenty of them that you would, you would look at and go, oh, wow. Oh, oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and even I take Solomon. Solomon's in in the genealogy Mm -hmm. who literally breaks every rule that God had set forth for a king. Got, got it outlined. As a king, you should should not do any of these things. Solomon does every one of them, but even through him, God brings about this lineage to accomplish mm-hmm. His purpose. Yeah. So, redemption is still key.
0: Yeah, for me, I think seeing the genealogy and hearing that it is, it was even in our live group yesterday. The reminder of who is the hero of
1: mm-hmm.
0: of our family story. Um, when it's broken, it's all on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. The things that give glory to God are all His. He's done the work. <laughs> that's right. He's reclaimed things. Um, he has brought beautiful things from the burned down things. Right. Um, it's it really is amazing to see that, and like in our family story, over and over again. So I think that's when I look at what Preston's saying is that our our backstory shapes us. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to leave us in bondage. You're being controlled by it right now. It does require—I think, Sean, what you're you're saying, it does require us to then choose a way, a path that leads to glorifying God and the bigger Mm -hmm. story Mm -hmm. rather than being held captive in things we may be
2: comfortable doing or want to do or Mm -hmm. just that have damaged us. Yes. That's right. Here's where I would want to take one more step with that. Um, There's recognition— of the wounds or the bad patterns. There might even be a commitment to change some of that. But really the bigger point is the the biggest thing that I think we've got to take away is it's our faith in him that transforms our heart so that there is redemption. Meaning I can't muscle my way into changing bad patterns. I can't. I can't muster up enough energy to say this was a pattern of mine uh, that that I received and I see it in my family and I'm going to I'm mm-hmm. going to change it. No, not I I think that's going to end up frustrating. Yeah. Your your only hope is hey I see some things in my life. My only hope is to trust in Jesus to allow him to transform my heart to transform the heart of my kids so that our faith in him is lived out as he transforms us through the power of the gospel. And, and that's where the, the step here is redemption, like you were saying. I mean, that's our only hope is that no matter what we've received, no matter what we live in, um, it's all redeemable. But it's only redeemable one way, not because you force it, but because of the work that he does in us as we place our faith in him. And I think that's what you would see in that lineage there in Matthew. Mm-hmm. So
0: for me what this looks like. is So then the next question I have is, so what is our responsibility
2: in building up and tearing down? Confession or repentance. Yeah. Yeah. I I know that sounds cliche, but it's recognize, confess, repent, and then it's a matter of through faith, trusting him to to do the work. Yeah.
0: And I think that's right. That's I think that's for me, it's the important. Well, maybe a little, (laughs) but what would we not (laughs) expect from you? (laughs) Um, But but... I I do think it's like, for me, it's the idea of, um the when Paul in Romans 12 is talking through about the renewing of the mind mm-hmm. and the transformation that is occurring as mm-hmm. the whole but it, what it requires me to do is take those thoughts captive, become aware of what they are in my life as an idol or a bondage, and submitting to a new way so that when I bring it to the forefront That's of my good. mind, I then have a choice to make. That's right. And I think maturity occurs whenever we over repeated times or opportunities choose to pursue God and intimacy mm-hmm. rather than hiding in shame and yeah. isolation. That's right. I think. No doubt. It's gotta come to the but light. It, it's gotta be it's gotta be in the light. And yes. I don't know how to do it outside of a relationship, whether I'm talking about friends or my spouse or mm-hmm. team members. I don't know another way to do it where the Holy Spirit doesn't use people around me to hold up a mm. mirror to me so I see how who I actually am around them mm. and go, is that does that look like me or not? Or right. does it look like you?
1: Yeah. Is right. that making sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think I think when we going back to your does that sound cliche? <laughs> 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 but those are deep words. Mm. Confession repentance and trust, mm-hmm. uh, 18 trust or reliance like that. So they sound sa- they sound like surf, but those are deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it goes back to that, that choice, that, that leaning into it. Like I think about trust and reliance is really leaning into it, like giving myself over to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so when we think about those words that you just said, right. Those are those are not easy words, and it's not just like um, it's not a tip of the hat either. Right. Like that is that is a an inward look. I mean, like that's digging. Mm-hmm. That is saying what are the wounds? Where where is the unhealth? And then coming to grips with it. I mean, right. like those those are those are loaded words. Like right. we we say them, but they carry a lot of weight. And so understanding that that we're not just saying, "Hey, just." You know, yeah. say I'm sorry and go on. Right. Like, no, there's there's some there's some real work here, mm-hmm. um, and I have to lean into, yep. what God's called me to, and
2: well, so to the point where, um, where we don't get stuck in hopelessness, and I think sometimes when we have a, a history there, the the lack of hope and the lack of um, confidence that there is redemption possible. Will cause us to to get stagnant and mm. sit and kind of a defeatist attitude, mm. but to say I see it, I repent, I trust that He can move us beyond this, and my hope is in Him. Um, man, that's uh, that's faith activated. Mm. You know, that's good. good thing. Mm. So if you get, uh, I'm about
0: to close this for a sec- In a second, but if you, somebody's listening, and they go, Okay, you're describing, but I have you're describing my story. I don't know how to even see clearly or how to build up on um, what's already been good. and want to keep doing more or how to let go or burn down these things. If someone doesn't even know how to take a first step toward that, what would, what's your, uh, what would you encourage them to consider?
1: Um, Silence. Yep. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, Once again, I I think to dig in in the sense of, um, you mentioned the genogram, but sitting down and actually taking a good long look at what is my family history? Mm -hmm. What are like, I think just a good exercise is what are the qualities that when I look at my family that are there that I go, wow, that, that is so good. And that is so helpful as a believer in Christ. And I understand I'm, I'm talking to a believer here. Um, so, so I think if, if you're listening and you don't have a relationship with Christ, there's your starting point right there. But for someone who has a relationship who calls himself a believer follower of Christ to, to say, okay, what are the qualities that become very helpful in me continuing to abide and walk with Christ what were those things that were modeled for me that were taught to me how what what are they first and then how do I continue in mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. um but then what are what are some of the things in my family history that I go that's that's not helpful for me to abide in Christ yeah. and maybe I need to let go of that mm-hmm. or I may I needed to change that or I mean I may need to do some... Some looking at the, what other practice do I need to put into play here, um, and then then I think um, paired with that is other believers. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned yep. that we keep mentioning that. Yep. We talked about the importance of the discussions that happen in the life group afterwards. Mm-hmm. Sitting down with another, and maybe even sitting down with your family, like to mm-hmm. talk through. Hey, here's here's some things I, I I think having other believers around you to say. Here's what's good and healthy in how to pursue Christ and how to live out this right faith up. that that's that's super huge and super important
2: yeah i I think what I just heard you say, recognize it, confess it,
1: hmm.
2: repent of it, and then invite people in, in and give them permission to speak
1: To go back to your cliche mm-hmm. words yes. right? yeah right. I, think, <laughs> so. I think i would i think I would if I take could your... get
2: them all started with an R, that would be... that's right.
0: yeah, I would that's think right. I, would that's right. I would take your answers i think i'm I'm right where you guys are, I think. I don't imagine a scenario where sitting with someone and saying I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to start. Sure. It's just sit with someone who's a who you trust, who is a follower of Jesus to go. This is what I hear. I don't know how to do it. Can we and I think I might even use these four sermons that we're going through as a in my notes to go. Mm-hmm. Can you meet for coffee for 4 weeks mm-hmm. and let's talk cuz I don't know how to do this, but I'm open, mm-hmm. right? I think Preston gave us three questions uh this next sunday i'll be i'm gonna, i'm going to introduce three practices for us at the end of the sermon and just to talk through those things um and so i, I think you're exactly right like mm-hmm. doing the work on unclear, clearly seeing it and then inviting others alongside to to work through it linked arms
2: together to and, do it just a and in between there yeah once you've identified I think it's really healthy to immediately speak truth to oh yeah. What you see. Mm, yeah. That's good. And, what do you and, mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Um often what we feel, think, hear are lies. Right. I mean mm. and, and and a lot of sin is built out of pride, but it's lies that we tell ourselves. mm mm-hmm. So when we see a pattern or an unhealthy pattern, identify the truth that speaks to. And when I say the truth, the truth from Scripture. Right. What does the Word clearly say? There's not a lie or a sin that you deal with that Scripture does not directly speak to. So what is the truth that you pray into your life Mm -hmm. or that you speak into your life? And then you invite that brother or sister to come alongside and say, hey, relentlessly hold this truth up for me. That's good. And um, that's where you're... I like that. Right. comes in cool last oh, i'm so, sorry
1: no I, I just think to capitalize on what you just said earlier through the series like our hope is not that we give you a bunch of answers mm. but that we give you some hooks and some tools to begin to discuss and to develop yeah and to to even maintain and carry on healthy relationships yeah and so like you said those questions the the, the things that you're going to give us this next week, like as we walk along, these are tools. They're not the solutions. They're the tools yeah. to help us explore and to pursue and cultivate those healthy relationships.
0: Uh, so. I'm going to quote the scholar. Mark Evans. Mark Evans. I'm actually going to quote you. <laughs> uh, there's not another scholar in the room. So yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah, me. Right. Uh, the goal for us is, is for all of us is not to walk away with a bunch of legalistic to-do list on how if you do these things, relationship will occur. Right. More of here are some things to consider to practice and see what the Holy Spirit does in your mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. Right. And it may look a little different for each one of us, but the, the posture of being curious about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: That's good. All right. So last question, um, you may not have had a 12, 11 foot, 12 foot alligator in your backyard. Mm. Uh, like Preston's family does. Mm. What's the strangest pet you've ever had?
1: Mm. Uh, I, I didn't not a pet, but my my grandfather actually, um, my grandfather actually owned a um, some goats, and there was one goat, a, a billy goat in particular that would drink beer and smoke cigarettes. So that was <laughs> that was, uh, was always an interesting one. What you got, Mark? Too many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> too, many, too little time.
2: Uh, I had a pet squirrel once. Awesome. <laughs> Fell out of a tree. My. Dog got it. We rescued it. That d- squirrel's my best friend. It died two weeks later from internal injuries. I might have teared up. What was the squirrel's mm. name? I didn't name it. Squirrel.
1: <laughs> squirrel. Squirrel.
2: Uh, we. My brother had pet
0: tarantulas in the house. Oh,
1: mm. I remember this.
0: Yeah, they were scary. Mm. Um, didn't like them. Mm-mm. Well, hey guys, love you guys, and uh, looking forward to uh, to next week uh, when we have. I think our pastor's back next week. Finally, I think. We actually get some some power in the room.
2: All right. Love you guys. See you. See you. Have a good week. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.